here. I don't know what happened. I really don't know. And although I knew something was not as it should, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself from continuing, and now here I am, and lost. I left as always do, just before and in time. After but not too late, within yet not in the middle, without anxiety, yet eager not to miss anything significant. As usually, I was writing and had been doing so since just after breakfast. My study. It is really not a study, and it feels awkward to name it one. I write at a table, and the chair is not particularly comfortable. It is just a chair, and so is the table just a table. Perhaps not even just a table, as just a table seems to fit into some generic sense of table. My table, that wasn't really mine but came with the apartment, was a table but not just a table. A good table but not just a table. I think it, or at least its designer, had some ambitions, and just a table must simply be void of any ambitions or aspirations. There isn't a view neither, although there is a window, and when you look out, it from time to time can render a sense of inspiration. But most of all, the window is just an indicator to the weather and a reminder that there is an outside or at least that there is a knot inside. So I left the flat, took the stairs as one does, and stepped out on the street. Not particularly busy at this time of the day. Not particularly busy at any time of the day. Such is the street that I entered, and soon I started walking the path I take more or less every day. Downhill, as I find, starting with climbing a hill, goes against all human reason. To the left at the second corner and so on, it was all in order and nothing bothered me. It is curious how worries can die out. If you worry long enough, it is as if the worry becomes part of you, as if it seeps into your blood and becomes one with you, and at that moment it simultaneously evaporates. Like when taking a foam bath. I got lost on my way here. Grayness closed up on me. At some point, it swallowed me, and there was no other path that I could follow than to come here. I couldn't turn back, because however much I turned, there was nothing that indicated that I had turned in any direction at all. The grayness encompassed me to the extent that all directions turned into one. This way or that way. And here I am and lost. but when recalling the event, it didn't take long 
first signs occurred. Were they already there when I looked out the window before I left? Or did they, as I experienced it, grow more and more as I turned corners of the streets in this smaller city? It isn't middle-sized. It is definitely a small city, even though it might be seen as a larger small city. Streets in a small city are always empty, no matter what time of the day. In this city, there was almost always some sort of traffic. Men on their way home from a nightly adventure. Workers on their way to an early shift. Teenagers with nothing better to do, or older women with too much to talk about. There is always somebody around. Perhaps just leaning against a wall, smoking a cigarette. Today was different. It was as if the streets had been abandoned. Not entirely. Existences hurried by, close to the surrounding walls or following the silhouettes of houses. Whenever somebody crossed the street, it was with the head bent as if it was a bad omen to show one's face. They passed me, turned away with it without saying anything. Did I sometimes hear a murmur that reverberated of something fiendish? A wordless whisper expressing aversions against foreigners? Curious. But as I had reason to contemplate many things, it is only until afterwards that it strikes me as unusual. The city is normally open and people greet each other with a smile. Where were the women that normally occupy the street? Where were the sounds that normally flood out of cafes? Today it was as if everything had lost its colors. Even sounds met the eardrum with a dull sense of grayness. Where had those saturated colors of the local flare gone? Today the city was gray, and the further I walked, the grayer it became. First, the gray took over staircases and archways, but soon it leaked out of the shadows and flooded the streets and made the ground I walked on colorless and almost transparent. It was gray, and grayness increased as the light seemed to die out. The day withdrew its light, but strangely enough, what took over was not darkness. It was not a black quality that rose from the lack of light. It was gray. Black. A non-seeing had no place here. It was gray. A monochrome, all-encompassing gray that leaked into this lightless world. I knew. I could sense it was altogether wrong. And yet something made me continue. It wasn't me, and there was nothing that called for me. No voice in the gray mist that tempted me or twisted my mind. It was completely clear to me that I was getting lost, and the more lost I got, the puff
possibility to find my way back got smaller and smaller. It was not the grayness that surrounded me that provoked me to go on, although it had now taken over my entire field of vision. In front of me was nothing more than a tunnel. It was as if somebody had turned down contrast or introduced some filter that blurred the entire world. I stopped several times, stood still, waiting for something, perhaps just for a movement, but nothing happened. Nothing moved, although I got more and more insecure whether or not the grayness surrounding me was not in fact moving, pulsating in correlation to some kind of prehistoric grayness that since eons had withdrawn from Earth, leaving only this pulsating continuity that comes on to you like car sickness. moments, the force that drove me further into the grayness was almost hibernation. It faded to a distant hum, barely noticeable, but as soon as I stopped and considered changing my path, it returned, often with increased intensity. At times I tried to locate it in my body, but made no progress. It was nowhere in particular, and overwhelmed my being's every cell. It was not a delusion. I was not possessed by something foreign, of that I am certain. that drove me, or a sense of Unheimlichkeit. It was something in me, a me that was not part of me. It was life as it proceeded through a sense of desire or drive. was not existence, as existence does not make choices, but the experience of an inner outside. And now I am here, but I don't know where here is. It was not I, and yet it was something in me, something ancient that kept me going going deeper into the darkness. It struck me that there must be something in me that is not of me, a force in the depth of my being that provoked me to continue. But that that made me continue was not I. It was in me, but gave of a sense of alienness. Not as if I was possessed by an external force. No, it was in me, and it belonged to me, or perhaps it was me who belonged to it. What swallowed me was not black, 
closer and closer was not even gray. It was a colorlessness that erased all differentiation and dissolved contours and outlines between things and objects. Black is something. An active absence when it comes to light and an actual existence when it comes to color. This was something completely different. It was not light, but was at the same time weaker than black. It was what is left when black has been erased. It was the color of a negative, of nothing. A nothing less than nothing. A nothingness without criteria. Without the torn tissue of trauma. Just nothing.
same direction. For a long time, or what felt like a long time, surrounded by the gray, the gray that is left when black is too strong a choice. And suddenly I can feel it, at first only as a vague sensation, later as a warmth in the gray space, and finally my left hand reaches the surface and I can sense a wall. The wall has many holes and many foot pieces to fasten to. The wall is dangerous, an interval, something that evades experience, something that is not experience, and yet I need to go on, once more around, up, across, rigidly, down easily and foolishly. I try again to climb the wall in vain. I finally capture back my chains and I know that this was the last time I touched something. My fingers will not touch anymore and as I move forward the skin of my fingers soften and fall like dust particles or snowflakes slowly to the ground being swallowed by the grayness. I find myself standing on my knees, trying to bring together some of the gray dust, the gray dirt with my hands, but nothing. I can feel nothing, and the dust and dirt, like sand in a time glass, pour through my fingers, evading my cupped hands. I can see my hands touching the ground, but I sense nothing. The ground, the surface, collapse under my hands, without resistance, without claims. I was lost, and suddenly it stopped. The force died away, faded slowly, like the tide, it withdrew out into the ocean again, into an undifferentiated oneness, and as the force slowly resolved, I was left with the clear and undeniable sensation that I had arrived.
and yet there is not warmth. No cold emanating out of the darkness where I can feel you. Why should your hand be anything that warm and give off the smell of kitchen? Why? The gray surrounds me. It is unconditional. Am I dreaming or am I still awake? Everything is one and I continue following my ancient inside away from awake. Reverie, everything imagined. Everything is images and they float together with the gray making every fantasy wither away into the grayness of thought, of the world of everything. It is the perfect reverie as it is absolutely free of content. There is only a gray nothing, a nothing less than black, less than absence, less than knowledge. The gray I experience is existence, my bare existence without life. In the gray, there is horror, the horror of a present absence. This horror marks a threshold, a zone of difference, through which the disordering of light and dark converge. Light recedes from the world, no moon. Too poor to afford the black, a shadow line is created, a gray. In that gray, the absence of play, of light and darkness confuses boundaries, masking the everyday world. What is revealed, for me, is an abomination masquerading as an appearance. It is gray and so endlessly clear. This is the deep night, the night that occurs right in the daytime, the illuminated gray that illuminates objects appearing in twilight shapes. The city is inverted as if after an exhausting carnival. Things, perhaps even beings, strike me as though they no longer compose a world. Everything is swimming, I the chaos of their existence. I'm here now, like you. There is nowhere else to where I could turn than to here. Here is everywhere, and as I look into myself, I realize that nothing could be more beautiful than here, as here is nowhere in particular, and yet it is here. It is minimally here, and that's just enough. 
cannot know if you are absolutely close to me or if your presence is felt through endless distances. Here is only here. And since this is so, there is no difference between extremely close and endlessly far away. I fear remaining here because for every second, for every minute that passes, I gradually do and will disappear. I'm lucky. As long as I can feel you, a horizon to my experience is still present. The moment you disappear, my horizon will also fade, and soon thereafter, I will have no other choice than to coincide with my surroundings, with here, a here that is everywhere. Knowledge exists in time, knowledge divides. With barely a horizon to experience, knowledge is quickly fading. melts away, flattens out, and is no more. Images from the past appear in my mind and fade gently away. The moment when I touch upon a memory, it grows fainter until its outlines falter and my mind can no longer hold on to it. I dare not venture into my past in fear of losing those memories, but already thinking this makes them dissolve. Here is no wind, here is gently calm. Still I experience how my memories, my past is taken by the wind and dispersed into particles so petite they lose all sense of meaning, fragments too small to function as building blocks. The gray is ancient. I try to construct new thoughts, arrangements, models, but fail. No one thought sticks, and every argument resonates of hollowness before they disintegrate. I wish these thoughts came to an end in a cascade, like a firework exploding, shining in the sky for a moment, or that they crumble together and become a hard knot before imploding with a sound resonating with a sensation of being played backwards. Life dwells like a stranger in the flesh that by its own nature is nothing but a corpse. Seemingly alive by favor of the ancients passing presence in it. Only in death relinquished by its alien visitor, does the body return to its original truth and the ancient to hers. Life expresses a rigorous simultaneity between the experiencing subject and the ancient. 
stronger of the fundamental strain strain nowhere is the realization stronger than of the fundamental strangeness of life than in the materiality of the body confronted with gray absence of things and being dissolve in front and around me in the soft opacity of the gray, which is neither an object nor the quality of an object, yet invades like a presence. I am driven to it. In the absence of light, and dark, I am not dealing with anything. But this nothingness is not that of pure nothingness. Here there is no longer this or that, there is not something. But this universal absence is in its turn presence, an absolute an unavoidable presence. It is in the gray, when the world comes to an end, that our primary relationship, which binds us to being, becomes palpable. As I am anyway here, at some point, our planet coagulated. The crust cooled down and the planet circulated around the sun. The planet was innate and no life forms existed. It was just that planet, constantly getting colder. But how can life at some point have sprung from this innateness? It appears most unlikely that something innate suddenly would give way to life form. But if against all odds that happened, how come it doesn't happen again and again? And right now, Perhaps life didn't emanate from the planet. Maybe it would have remained innate for an eternity, hadn't it been it because life arrived to our planet at some moment, in some form. It is not particularly likely, but nevertheless not absolutely unlikely that a piece of a different planet from some other part of the universe or from some parallel universe could accidentally have hit our planet and buried itself in the now hard surface. That is where life came from. Not from our innate planet, but from a lump journeying through universe, perhaps for thousands of years until it bumped into terra firma and brought with it, maybe not exactly life, but the spark of life. Let's consider that in that lump, that oversized stone, there was the very embryo of life, not in the sense of completed beings ready to climb the earth, but the condition of life, the first instance of life, a spark whose only job was to exactly set life in motion. 
powerful invasion. Not a takeover, but an annexation on the most fundamental structural level. Perhaps that spark of life was sent out into space by an existing life form. Perhaps not. Perhaps it was just an accident, but even so, it implies that my life, my being's origin, is alien. That what allows me to be alive is not of me, but an absolute and complete alien. Alien to the extent that I can have no access to it. It can be sensed. It cannot be understood as information. It is in me, but as alien. And that that offers me to experience the world is in fact completely foreign to me. It must be so, because something must, in the first place, allow me to experience anything at all. Human experience cannot have created itself from within. That same originary spark is what has given us all life. And yet it settles differently in each and all of our minds and bodies. This was the ancient capacity that brought me here. I knew that I was lost. I knew that I should have turned around and taken the path back to the safe light of the city. My reason and rationale told me that the path I had been guided onto was leading me further into the lack of light, into the lack of darkness. That gray evenness that gradually came closer and closer until it completely enclosed me. It was not me, it was the ancient substance, the primordial alien that brought me here. To here that is everywhere. I have lost any sense of privacy. I have lost any sense of belonging and don't even belong to the absence of belonging. I am no outcast because since everything is equally, there is only here and the moment is necessary forever. I am public. I have become public to myself as myself. I have fallen, fallen to coincide with everything in each of its particles simultaneously and never at the same time. Life fades and I exist. I exist without subject. The last thing I experience, the last impulse to my mind is the dreadfulness of disappearing from myself and the experience is pure and essential bliss.
I become fear and bliss, incorporated as a paradox that expired. A here that is me and not of me. A here that is of me and absolutely alien. It is here and absolutely alien because what surrounds me is the sensation of something, but yet that something is inaccessible and withdraws from experience. I am here, not as a person or a thing, or the sum total of persons and things. I am not the fact that one is. I coincide with here and the fact that there is, the indeterminacy of existence. I am here, surrounded by the grayness void of human experience, brought here by the ancient spark of life. Thank you.